Hi there. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast, where you are going to learn how to start loving yourself, trusting yourself, and believing in yourself for good. If you want to fast track your self-love skills, be sure to follow the link in the show notes to register for my three-day masterclass. Hello and welcome to episode number two. I am coming on here today with a cold in the middle of COVID. It is um, not what I would say is the most awesome thing in the world, so I'm going to try and keep it together today. I hope my voice holds out for you all for this episode. Um, I did get to go and experience a COVID test this week, and um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast after um, this pandemic is over and done, um, this is, I just, I guess, a little piece in history because. I honestly believe that they were trying to touch my brain when they took that particular test. And I think the worst part might be when they do the twist. So I'm still waiting for those results. I don't suspect that I have um, COVID or anything like that. But of course, we're all just trying to be safe and do our best. So that's where we're at. And uh, today, I am recording our episode here on Um, the three pillars of my business name. So as I discussed last time, my business is called 3S Confidence, and it's based on three different pillars, um, self-love, self-trust, and self-belief. And today, we're going to be talking about self-trust. So last week, we established why self-love is so important. And I explained to you how there is you know, our basic human needs according to Maslow's hierarchy, that there's physiological, then there's safety, there's love and belonging, then esteem, and then self-actualization. And we discussed how self-love is required in order to have emotional safety. Um, But, and if you haven't listened to that, I want you to go back and listen to it because it is actually important um, to listen to that episode. Um, you don't have to listen to it before this one, but it's going to give you some context when I'm talking to you about self-trust. So when we experience self-love, that means that we love ourselves unconditionally, right? We know that that's true. And that means that no matter what happens, you experience how you show up with love for yourself with compassion and empathy, and that in doing that, you experience emotional safety, and that ultimately then you can experience love and belonging, right? So what happens after you start loving yourself? What happens that sometimes, you know, makes that go wrong? And I want you to consider all that has taken place in your life, all of the major things that have happened. And a lot of times when we're looking over those major events, those things that have really formed our life, what we sometimes do is we question, you know, should that have happened? Or what went wrong? Or why didn't it work out? We ask ourselves those questions, right? And it seems very nefarious. It seems completely even maybe harmless. And, you know, it can be. But what I see my clients doing 
is they often use them use this questioning against themselves. And it looks something like he wouldn't have left me if I was better or I fucked up or if only I would have been different or I should have known better. Those are ones that I hear often and you might have your own version of what that looks like, right? When you're looking over those major events and then questioning what happened. And that's when the doubt and the second guessing shows up, right? And it creates what I like to call this idea of anti-trust. Now, what I consider anti-trust to be is going down the anti-trust rabbit hole. And I'm going to tell you how it starts. So oftentimes what happens is that something happens, you have a thought that you don't even realize that you've had, and this creates a feeling, it creates an emotion. And a lot of times um, when we're looking at these really big, monumental, life-changing events, what can happen is we experience a feeling of anger or shame or guilt or sadness. Those are the usual suspects. And immediately we are really uncomfortable when we experience those emotions. And in fact, we're kind of taught in our life that we're not even supposed to experience those emotions, like somehow those emotions are not okay. And what ends up happening is either we completely react to it or we avoid it. But in the middle of that, what happens is what our brain is trying to do is it's trying to solve it. So it wants to answer the question of, why do I feel angry? And our brain is really, really good at finding the reasons. It goes out and looks for evidence. And we have, you know, what my coach teaches as we have a primitive brain. And our primitive brain still believes that we're in the wild. And there's tigers and bears that are after us. And it absolutely must keep us safe. So it's looking for danger. So when we experience an uncomfortable emotion, our brain reads that as danger, danger, uncomfortable emotion, danger, anger, danger, shame, danger, guilt, danger, sadness, right? And it compiles a list. And what it does is it spits out all the reasons why you are angry or shameful or guilty or sad. And the problem with this is that every time it finds a reason, it compounds the feeling that we're having. So for example, I feel shame. I woke up and my jeans didn't fit. I feel shame because I gained 20 pounds over the last couple of months. This creates more shame. Because how we feel is created by how we think right? Maybe you don't know that yet, but that is something that I believe and it's something that I teach. Our feelings come from what we're thinking always. It doesn't come from what the physical world is offering us. It comes from what we actually think about it. So if we know that our thoughts create our feelings, generating more thoughts about shame or anger or guilt or sadness increases the negative feeling. And this puts us in what I like to call antitrust. And this shows up often when we're trying to make changes in our life. So it doesn't matter if it happens 
when we've been laid off or, you know, something's happened to us, right? We've been laid off, we've been cheated on, um, somebody breaks up with us, you know, whatever it might be, things that happen to us, or if it's something that we choose. So, you know, we decide that we're going to go out and get a new career, or maybe we decide that we're going to leave a particular relationship. And as we start down that path, immediately what happens is we start to experience some discomfort because what we're doing is different, right, than what we've always done. And even though it might be something that serves us in the long run, it still initiates this discomfort. And then what happens is it's important to notice that our primitive brain has a negative bias, and so it always goes to the negative. You know, when, when people talk about, you know, all these negative people in their life, just know that that is actually how we're built. And in order to not have that, we need to train our brain to be different. So our, pri- our primitive brain is always looking for danger and keeping us safe. And that's why it's going towards the negative all the time. So it starts telling you all the things you did wrong, which generates this feeling of shame, guilt, sadness, anger, and there you sit in antitrust. Because, see, you can't do what you want to do now because of what happened before, right? That's what it's telling you. You can't do what you want to do now because you have all this evidence of not doing it right the first time. And it just really creates this environment in our head in ourself, where we have no trust in ourselves. So what ends up happening is it starts eating at the trust and it's like a cancer. It's like acid, right? So building trust, how do we build trust knowing that we're not really built to do it, that that's not how physiologically our brains even really work? And it starts with looking at your past with a different lens. Until we start actually questioning our automatic beliefs, our thoughts, or reactions, that we can't build any trust. So looking back, first of all, of all that what's happened, and then understanding that what happened was supposed to happen. How do I know that it was supposed to happen? You guys... I know it was supposed to happen because it happened. I mean, are you going to argue with reality, right? Saying to ourselves that that shouldn't have happened or that person shouldn't have done that to us or that job should have, you know, created more opportunity for us or whatever it is that's going on. It's definitely not going to change it. But you get to decide what you are going to make what happened mean. What, there's what happened and what you thought then when that went on. And then there's what happened and what you make it mean now. What you think today. And this is where the real magic lies. This is the most amazing part because you get to choose. And what you choose is what will build trust in yourself or what will take it away. And it's slippery. 
it's easy to go down that path of, you know what, that shouldn't have happened. It's so unfair. Maybe it is unfair, but that's just a thought, right? You could also choose to think it's not unfair. You've got to use your big brain and you've got to use all of it. And you've got to start using your prefrontal cortex to decide that your worth and ability today does not come from your past. The past is facts, right? All the things that have happened in your life up until this point are facts. But what you think about those facts is completely optional. So let me give you an example. Let's say that your partner cheats on you and you stay. And later on, you find out that he or she has continued to cheat on you through your relationship. What do you want to make that mean? That you're worthless? That you're stupid for staying? Or do you want to make make that mean that you're loving and kind and trusting and that your partner's behavior means nothing about you? Do you see the difference? Because there's a big difference there. Self-trust will give you the life that you want. But you get it by not allowing your primitive mind to shit all over what happened in your past. Okay? You get it by using empathy and compassion on yourself first. So what are you going to make the past mean? It's very important to first of all accept all the things that have happened in your life as being what should have happened. And then moving forward, looking backwards with compassion and empathy so that you can move forward and build the life you want to build for yourself because you trust yourself. Okay? And if you need help figuring this out, if you don't know how to even start building self-trust with yourself, reach out. Let's talk. I can help you with that. Okay, I hope you have an amazing week. I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every two weeks. And hey, if you have a second and you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This is how you can help this podcast grow. And remember... If you want to fast track your self-love skills, be sure to head over to the show notes to register for my free three-day masterclass. Or if you're really ready for change, book a free 60-minute consult with me to get unstuck for good.